Bradley, how would you describe a turkey? This is, you know, an oyster. This is an oyster. Wait, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about with an oyster? Then? It's, it's closed, and you can open freaking it. Not, you, don't, you don't know what's inside. You freaking Jersey people with the oysters. <laughs> ding, fucking ding. Cheese and chowder. What's going on, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Cheese and Chowder, the RML podcast. Episode 32 coming at you live. And we are in October of 2021. With you as always, Brad and Cody, Cheese and Chowder. Brad. Yo, what's up? Uh, It's been... Uh, about halfway through the year, through the uh, first season of RML, and then uh, you know we only got 31 teams thanks to Madden. But besides that, RML is rolling like usual. So let's uh, talk about mid-season update and uh, where we think everybody's headed. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, we're gonna dive right into kind of what's been going on season one, some of the surprises good good and bad versus you know what we thought going in um yeah let's let's jump right into it so we got some some surprises for you so the contenders and pretenders we'll call this um so first off just going through kind of the divisions and the conferences and just how everyone's doing overall um, a few names kind of stand out, uh, both on the good side and the bad side. So I, I'm going to jump out and say the first one. I'm going to go and talk about Zach and the Raiders. Definitely a, a little bit of a surprise, but one that we kind of called ahead of time in the first episode or of, of Madden 22. Yeah, the Raiders popping off early to a 8-2 and two start. He has um, really looked pretty solid overall. I mean... I know he's had some big wins early on. Uh, what have you seen from Zach and the Raiders? I mean, I think, you know, like we said in the first episode, I, I think the potential was always there with him, but he got stuck behind some contenders last year. Um, but one thing that is kind of standing out in a negative light almost is I'm going through his schedule, and he's only played one, two, three, over 500 teams so far. And that would be the Dolphins. Nine and two Dolphins, he lost 49-35. The seven and three Eagles, he beat by two, 49-47. And the six and five Chiefs, he lost. So he's uh hasn't really played much competition from you know what we've seen. And that squeak squeak that win over Doe, week seven. So do we think that Zach is a contender or pretender at sitting at eight and two, sitting atop the AFC West right now? And yeah, then I think, I'll double up on that question. Go ahead. Does he take the division, or does Monkey overtake him? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Monkey did get a big win last week in Week Ten, um, only giving Zach his second loss. As you said, yeah, he's. I think it's just a a, a friendly schedule to start. 
I mean, going into it, you might not have thought, you know, some of the teams that he played would would be performing as bad, um, such as Beast Mode and the Chargers um, and Center and the Bears, uh, both being a little bit not as good as we thought probably they would be. But overall, yeah, it's a pretty light on the schedule. But, I mean, cons- all considering it's still you, you win the games that are in front of you. And jumping out to an 8-2 start, uh, being one of the better teams in the AFC is no uh, no small task. So um, props to him right away. But as far as his remaining schedule and um, if he's if he can keep it up, um, I mean he I don't I don't really see a huge. He's got I mean, Chiefs, are, Browns week fourteen and fifteen, and then Colts week seventeen. And besides yeah, that, it's a it's a tough finish. Definitely three of the last four against potential playoff teams. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see him beating Weasel or Melt. I think he can probably take the second one versus Monkey, but it's going to be a tough game. Monkey is really uh, coming out hot. We'll talk about him in a bit. But, yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I feel like he's probably going to finish around 12 and 5, or, yeah, 12 and 5, 11 and 6, um, somewhere around there, which is a pretty good record, um, and it should be Definitely good enough to either win the division or, or get a solid wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that record. That record, I think, sounds right because I think there's only only like three games that I see him losing. I don't know if Charlie gives him a run. Um, like the division games, I don't see him struggling besides Monkey. And then uh, I mean, maybe Vic can give him some issues. And, and I don't think Stubbs is as bad as his three and seven record shows, but. <clears throat> We could talk about that later too, but yeah, I think definitely eleven, twelve wins sounds good, and that that should be enough to get in the playoffs, I would assume. But it's enough to win a d- division. So I mean, if you want to jump a little bit, we could talk about Monkey and uh, six and five, but six and one since joining with his own PS5, getting out of the gulag. Um, so who's your division pick here? Right now, Zach is sitting at eight and two. Yeah, I mean, if they and both... Monkey is sitting at six and five. Yeah, if they both started off, you know, uh, at the same time, you know, Monkey got off to obviously the slow start with just not being able to play much, um, having the remote play issues and things like that. Overall, um, I think Monkey's going to be better better in the future and for the rest of the year, most likely. I mean, so far, he's just been playing really, really well and, you know, having Kyler Murray it has just been a godsend for him. I mean, it's the perfect player for him, and he is taking 100% advantage. Um, but it's still a tough task. I mean, he's three games behind him going into, you know, week 12. So you have six games left. And like, as you said, there's maybe three games that that Zach is might, you know, has is probably the underdog in and expected to lose. So if he let's say he loses those three games and wins the rest, he is sitting at twelve and five. That means Monkey has to win out the rest but, of the year. So if you look at Monkey's schedule, so we're in week eleven right now, I believe. So week twelve is a buyer for Monkey. And then from there, plays the four and six Broncos, plays that big game against the Raiders, and then plays the two and seven Chargers, one and eight Steelers, four and six Bengals, and four and six Broncos. So he could win every single he could win out. Yeah. I that definitely fourteen game definitely. Yeah, that's going to be the big week. one. I agree. Yeah, all those are winnable games, and all games that he probably should win. 
Um, so it's a easy enough schedule for Monkey. It's just going to be whether he, you know, can keep up this hot streak and then that week 14 game. If he beats Zach, then I could definitely see. I mean, if he beats Zach, he has the tiebreaker. So then he has he just has to win out and hope Zach loses those, you know, other two games or two more games basically uh, by the end of the season, which seems like it could definitely happen. So we could be seeing, um, yeah, but if Zach can pull out an upset in week 14, I think uh, he can easily, well, he'll basically all but all guarantee securing that division. So that'll be a huge game. I, I think um, um, I, I've kind of gone off a little bit off track here. And I, I was kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but it was also kind of ties back to the thing. You'll, you'll get my point in a second. So I think after looking at those schedules, that the loser of the AFC West has a good chance of making the wild card. So right now, as it stands, the, the wild card spots in the AFC, the fi- uh, fifth seed would be uh, Jets and Bundy at 6-4, and four. sixth seed at Phil and the Jaguars at 6-4, and four. seven, ten, uh, Tennessee Titans at 5-6, and six, or it would be the Chiefs right now, 6-5. and five. Um, So you got Titans 5-6, and six, me at 5-5, five and five, Patriots and Ravens at 4-5. and five. So basically my question is, what three teams out of those, I guess, six, do you see making that wild card at the end of the season? Um, so we're looking at Jets, Jaguars, Titans, Patriots, Chiefs. And then I guess you can count yourself too if you think you can get in there, the Ravens. Maybe, Any other four yeah. And five teams? We'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw myself in there as well. The Bengals, Bengals, four and, Bengals four and six too, which is I'll just go based on possible. Which, which teams I think are the best out of those. Um, I mean, as far as the current records, and there's still a lot of games left to play, but obviously the Jets and Jaguars being in the best spot of those teams. Um, but I'd have to look at all their schedules, but I'm not going to do, you know, go into all that right now. Uh, I definitely think monkey is playing the best out of anybody right now. Um, just, you know, being on a a much hotter streak, like, as we said, if he would have been started from week one with the PS five or without the issues, um, he probably would be, you know, up there in the top three seeds in the a in the afc with his record um and then probably the second best it's probably to me it's between you and irish as as far as just overall skill level but again you're 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 at least a game behind bundy so i'm not sure if you played him yet uh and if you have beat him or not uh he he destroyed me both games oh so he's he has the tiebreaker so that's a big deal then so you're going to have to win basically two more games than him to, to overcome that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I didn't expect the AFC to be as so many so many teams so tight uh, for the wild card. But I guess it makes sense just because it is a little more open um, and, and just a little more heavy at the top. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, Titans, Chiefs, Jets are probably my favorites. But if Phil can can keep up and just and win enough games to you know stay ahead of you and uh you and irish then i've been uh obviously that kind of puts the nail in the coffin for you guys but there's still a lot of a lot of time left uh what do you think uh, as far as yeah i think that's I, I think yeah i think definitely bundy is going to make it um he's only like you know he struggled the last couple of games he had like some in real life eye surgery or something somebody said so I'm sure that affected his gameplay, but he just dominated me the two games we played. So I think he should make it. Um, 
I still I gotta see like Phil, you know, win some more, you know, top heavy teams. Um, he hasn't really doesn't have that signature win. Maybe Irish is his signature win right now. Um, and you know he's got a, he plays Wolvie week thirteen. He plays Bundy week sixteen. Plays me week seventeen. So a lot of wild card gaming implications at the end there. Yeah, uh, those games. Yeah, um, week 16, but I think right 17. now I pick Bundy, Irish, and Monkey. Not not probably not in that order, but or the loser of the AFC West at least. Um, but that'll be my three. I, I think I put myself in a big hole right now. There's gonna be I gotta win like every game, and I got some tough games coming up sooner than later. Yeah, well, you and you and Irish right off the bat next week is gonna be big, um, and then Irish has. Uh, Phil, uh, so and then he's got GMAC week 17, Dolphins. So I mean, he's got some big matchups as well. So I mean, I feel like I'm gonna go with yeah, whoever wins week 12, basically whoever loses is gonna be facing a really uphill battle. So for you, between you and Irish, uh, whoever wins this next game or week 12 game is gonna basically t- take the other person out completely. So I'm gonna say it's between the Chiefs, the winner of that game, and the Jaguars for the last two spots. And um, yeah, I mean, at that point, if there's an, if if there's enough momentum, I I could see definitely you and Monkey pulling out those last two spots. Um, but again, it's it's just gonna be up to if Phil can win a couple of those big games that are coming up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about some other guys. We, you mentioned Wolvie. Let's go ahead and talk about Wolvie. And the NFC, he's one of the newer guys. We didn't rank him in the preseason rankings, um, but he's come on strong and arguably the best rush, rushing team that we have in the league right now, according to statistics. Uh, the guy just absolutely runs runs it down everyone's throat. He has one of the best keeper running backs that we have in the league, and Jimmy Wilkinson. And that took steroids. Seems, yeah, yeah first week, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely some... Um, some unfortunate circumstances that gave him some a competitive advantage in some ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, he's been able to really control the ball and just he just seems like it can't be stopped in the run game. And that's going to be a big factor um, going, you know, into the playoffs. And that, that, that's going to help you win a lot of games. In this. And it, it, even even since the PED, uh, you know, suspend, like punishment, moving out a star dev and taking away his abilities he's rushed for 276 yards 207 yards and 195 yards yeah and, uh, three so two, seems, two touchdowns two touchdowns four touchdowns seems more to me it's a it's a little bit more scheme than player i feel like he's one of the guys that you can plug in just about any decent player and and rush for 200 yards any game so um props to that i mean he's he's seven and three uh he's you know leading the or he's t- right now r- right on the border with Danny first uh leading the um NFC West I'm going to check his check their uh well, well and here's schedule. an interesting stat I'm just looking at right now so um sorting by team offense and defense and sort by rushing yards per game and for, to no surprise the Rams are in first place with 215 yards per game and then second place is 162 about an 80-yard difference 50. from first to second. Is that 216? Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a math. 
not a math guy. 215 to 162, whatever that is. Yeah. And um, but still, still it's a very, very large gap. Yeah. Um, from first to and then the last I mean, place. Yeah, just average inches in the last place. Most people don't get Steelers. 200 yards in a game. He averages 200 yards. That's, <laughs> his his bad games are 150 yards. Probably. And if if you're interested, I'm I'm the second worst rushing team in the league apparently. There we go. <laughs> Steelers are the worst with 48 yards per game. I'm pretty sure I'm up there. I'm I'm down there in passing. So mm-hmm. I, I feel you. Um, yeah, looking at the, his remaining schedule, he's got a big game against Tillman. Um, in week 12, after the, after this current bye week, um, let's see, he's got Phil and then Danny in week 15. That's going to be a huge game might be, might end up being for the division. And then he's got Sarv, me and Seacop to finish. So three really big games against Tillman, Danny and Sarv, obviously three of the top, you know, four guys that we have in the league. Um, so it's really going to test how good he is, um, you know, jumping out to a seven and three start. But similar to Zach, it seems like a lot of those some of those games were against, you know, mm. not not super heavy hitters. But he has, you know, been battle tested. He, he won a one point game. Uh, I believe that was the last second win against um, Ricky Bobby and the Bucks. He barely lost to Danny on a three. That was the that was the Hail Mary game. The Danny one? Through three defenders. No, no, the uh, Ricky oh, Bobby. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was uh, just a wild finish. Um and then yeah, he lost forty two to thirty nine week five to Danny. So Danny's got the edge up on him in the NFC West, but which is a big deal. I mean, having that division win, especially now that home field advantage does actually matter. In the playoffs, it's going to be... It's, it's always mattered. Okay. Sure. <laughs> well, it matters a lot more now. <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely going to um, experience the gauntlet for the next, you know, six, five or six games that he has left um, with those, with three of them being arguably, you know, three of the best guys we have. So should be interesting to see how he holds up. So do you think that Wolvie is a contender or pretender? I mean, it's been 10 games, and it, I mean, the fact it, he can run the ball, that's the biggest thing. I think he's going to consistently be in the playoff contention, which is saying enough alone in the NFC. That's a lot. You know, that, that division or that conference is obviously stacked, and just being in the playoffs every year is, is a credit to how good a player uh, anyone is. Um, as far as making it deep runs in the playoffs, I have yet to you know I'll, I'll make that determination as it comes i wouldn't expect it because uh you have to have more of a complete offense and it seems right now that he's really just relying on the run game and that you know against really good users and like guys like bld who can really stuff mm-hmm. and, and make game plans based and completely take away an entire aspect of your game and make you throw it he's going to make you make mistakes and I just I don't see it right now, but I think he could definitely build up to uh, a more competent all around attack eventually. But it's going to take probably some time. That's a good point. Good points there. Um, we kind of so we mentioned him. He's on the upcoming schedule for Wolvie. Tillman, the Green Bay Packers is now seven and four. And uh, I'll, I'll make some observations before we ask you the main question. So uh, Tillman. 
opened uh, the season losing to BOD week one. <clears throat> and from there, went on a winning streak uh, for about, I think, five games, six games, seven games. And then ran into uh, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. I think all three end up being the game, game of the week. So maybe he just can't play in prime time. But not only did he lose to those teams, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Vikings, he got destroyed. 44-18 to the Chiefs. 44-24 to the Seahawks and 49-7 against the Vikings. And like you mentioned before, a big game coming up week 12, Rams and Packers. And after that, uh, Packers gets the Bears, the Ravens, but then Browns and Vikings. So the point is that Tillman has not beat the over 500 team this this year, this season. Every win he has is against a below 500 team. And every loss he has is a blowout to above 500 team so is there a cause for concern in green bay and like how worried are you about this yeah i would um i would say there's a little cause for concern um the major thing right now is you know he's a defensive god and unfortunately with this game it's just difficult it's really difficult to play defense against elite offenses you can be one of the better well, users of all time not but, to cut you off but like yeah. To be a defensive god, I don't care what Madden you're playing, but to be 30th in the league, well, 1,100 yards a game, 30th in passing that's yards, what I'm saying. That, that's just a credit to, that's what I'm saying. So the game makes it, it's just difficult to play defense. And I'm not sure, I haven't watched you know enough of the, his games to see if it's, you know, st- stuff that he's doing or if it's just, um, you know, the opponents just, just being re- really good. I mean, those three guys that he lost to just the last three weeks are, I would say, arguably right now, three of the, they're all in the top five as far as offensive talent and offensive performance, uh, at least in the last, you know, six, seven weeks, if you're including Monkey. Um, so Monkey, Danny, and, and uh, Sarve right now, they all are just killing it on offense. I believe, you know, they're, they should be up in the top in almost every statistical category. Um, the fact that Sarv was able to hold them to seven points on with his defense is concerning because Sarv is relatively known to not play very good defense, but he does play up to competition a lot. So, and he he held me to a low amount of points as well. So, I mean, but, uh, that's concerning. Seven points against Sarv, like you know, Sarv's led a, a lot of points this year. against Monkey. Monkey's and, not and, been known oh, to be a great defender. Yeah, I, I was thinking before I clicked on the box for oh. Only two, but you know what? I think that might have been a recreate. I think, honestly, I think they disconnected something. Who did? Uh, like Tillman and Sarv. I believe they mentioned in chat it was a disconnect, so I wouldn't read too far into it. Okay, maybe maybe the score is off. Um, I don't recall any what what the score might have been, but either way, uh, in general, the three losses do hurt him um, as as far as you know being a top tier guy. I still you know consider him a very, um, you know, still a top 10 guy, and he's still going to make the playoffs year in and year out. Um, but, yeah, right uh, now, just beating up on the, the lower guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's going to have to win. He's going to have to win against big-time big, big, big time opponents. Well, yeah, that's no, what, like, can you, I don't think you could be a top 10 guy. You can't get a single win against a team above 500. Well, like, he's only he's still, three. But he's four. still... My like you know, assume he loses to every five over five hundred team he has left. Would be Rams, Browns, and Vikings. He'll still make the playoffs. That would be um, 
10 and 7 or whatever. Yeah, 10 and 7. Uh, yeah, it would be close. I don't know. I mean, the NFC is going to be pretty stacked. If well, you, maybe, uh, maybe you can ruin his season week 15. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he only, yeah, if he beats every under 500 team, and maybe I'll be over 500 by then, you know, you know who knows, but... <laughs> I mean, um, and t- t- week six, uh, Bears, the center, two and seven. Tillman won by one point, 41 to 40. Like, I think there's a lot of cause for concern in Green Bay here. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely understand. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still optimistic and, and, you know, seeing what he can do. I feel like maybe he just hasn't had enough time to kind of still get used to the game. He did get it, you know, later than a lot of people. So, um, you know, maybe it's it's always seems like it's been a little bit of a, you know, a struggle at first. Like even last mm, Madden, yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, the first season or two where he it was just like, oh, he just doesn't look the same, and then he really gets in his groove. So I think it's just learning and 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 learning his team too. Like he's a, you know big team builder. He, you know, he he's got to you know create that chemistry within his within his systems and stuff. So I'm not I'm not pushing the panic button. But I definitely can am concerned if I if I'm a Packer fan in in this simulation. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look. Let's talk about a couple of disappointments um, so far. Since Wanna go to the Bears, all, all good so far. Um, yeah, that's yeah. We can go stay in the same division. Talk about Centra. Um, Centra is about about to play me um, this week, so we'll see if this holds up. And I'm not, you know, trying to shit talk anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Centra two and seven. Uh, we we had him right in the middle of the pack at 16 in the power rankings last episode. Yeah, I feel like just he hasn't really done anything special. Um, I'm gonna look. Well, up uh, I'm looking right now. Uh, one thing that stands out. So he's two and seven, and four of those seven losses are by one possession. Uh, so 24, 21 against the Rams. 38, 35 against the Bengals. 28-21, oh no, he won 20-21 versus the Lions. 41-40 versus the Bears. Uh, so three, three games, my bad. Three games, but three, you know, close games, one possession. Yeah. So winnable games, you know, you could be, what, five and four right now instead? Yeah, so, yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely happens. Um, that would be much more realistic for what I would expect for his, his record. Um, as far as performance i feel like offensively he just at least statistically he just doesn't have a lot going on he's you know almost dead last in rushing and he's you know normally when you see a guy like centra and that can't run the ball he's at least passing well but he's also just not really passing well either he's middle of the pack um he's just not scoring a lot either uh, and I, then I think, uh, defensively he's just giving up a ton of yards and mm-hmm. a ton of points so uh, i think the like, i think the offense obviously i think offense is the most concerning thing but i think when you look at the roster so he's got uh justin fields he's, he's only 22 70 overall right now and then Najee harris 23 70 overall so i think it's just a, a case of a, a youth team like a young team just developing and yeah like, it's just inconsistent not right win now. this year it's just inconsistent. Uh, I you think, look I think, week to week, yeah. it's, you, he could score 40 one week, and he scores 12 the next, or zero. I mean, I don't know if that zero, that goose egg against Niners is a sim or not, but if it's not, that's very concerning. I mean, he did trade away Lamar Jackson, which also is a concerning you know, move in Chicago, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, it's always an interesting, you know, having the number one pick again being Lamar Jackson and again him being traded in like the first season or two is kind of interesting, but that's that's another topic for a debate later on. Um, Yeah, I think, well, I I expect him to be a little bit progressed towards the mean and get more towards, you know, 500 or like, you know, not maybe not this season, but in future seasons. Yeah, next year, yeah. Yeah, his his remaining schedule, he's got a pretty not too difficult schedule except for his own division. And then he's got, uh, well, I mean, overall, he's got about four pretty solid opponents in um, Sarv, Tillman, Danny, and Sarv again. So, I mean, that's four of the last five games are probably looking at likely losses, and that puts him, you know, at the 11 losses. Definitely not going to get anywhere close to the playoffs. He'd have to win probably three of those games and then beat everyone else, you know, to even have a chance being yeah, around. I, I don't think playoffs is a conversation for this year. No, for the Bears. Um, but I, I think being in the division is tough, you know, Tillman and Sarv at the top there. But like I said before, uh, Central lost by one to Tillman earlier in the season. So, you know, if you could figure out Tillman, and maybe Tillman isn't as strong as previous years, then there's a spot for the Bears in the NFC North. But it's definitely not this year. And I think it's just a building for the future type year and kind of, feeling it out, devin the young guys and going from there. So I wouldn't be too concerned if you're a Bears fan. Um, but you, you definitely want to see some improvement going on later in this year to get ready for season two. Yeah, just more consistency and just some signs of growth are going to be huge for his confidence. I, be, I could see that. All right, and then we also have another longtime member uh, who's kind of struggling that we didn't really expect, and that would be the Buffalo Bills and Chiz sitting at two and eight. Um, we had him ranked even higher at 12th coming into the season as the, during the power rankings. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with Chiz either. I mean, I know he's he's been playing. He hasn't really been very talkative. Um, yeah, I think he, uh, he mentioned in chat is. the other day, so he's been racing a lot in real life. Yep. And Congrats on the that, wins. I know he's got some good wins. Mm-hmm. I think that season's wrapping up or something, and he mentioned something about being ready to play, like more focused on Madden now. And I think that was evident in his Week 10 win versus Bonnie 5-37, competitive game versus Melt Week 11-31-19. So I think maybe just the focus for Madden wasn't there yet, especially new Madden. Um, so I think now we're going to get like the more old-fashioned shiz. I think this happens every year, too. We kind of like tanks that one year and, you know, yeah. he gets ready. But it's weird looking at his stats because he's like top 10 in a lot of different stats, offense and defense, but it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's top 10 in rushing, or not rushing, passing and total yards, but he's 25th in points. So he's just, I guess, not, you know, doing well in the red, red zone. Um, and then, yeah, defensively, you know, he doesn't allow a lot of yards. He's very good against rush, but he also ends up allowing a lot of points. So Maybe maybe it's the big play defense on that he's struggling against. Um, but yeah, it is it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. Had he's two and eight, but he has you know one of the better defenses statistically for yards. Um, but yeah, the only wins he has are week one against uh, the Steelers, which I think that is was ended was a sim game or a, a force win. I don't mm, think the Steelers yeah. were a team, so I think. Week 10 was his first actual win in the game against Bundy. So 
I'm hoping, yeah, that it's just more. Yeah, he's got a tough schedule coming up, too. Oh, yeah. You, BLD, you, Ricky Bobby. New Panthers uh, pretty good, too. Yeah, and Bundy to finish it out the last week. So, yeah, again, it's similar to Centra. I think, uh, you know, just getting more consistent and just maybe putting some more focus on it and rebuilding in the offseason and um, coming back strong for season two. I feel like definitely has a chance to kind of reset and, and make make an impact. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about him. You know, I think just, you know, next year, if you're a Buffalo fan. Yeah. Um, and that's all that. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't know. We don't have to talk about me. Um, oh, I, I have another team to talk about. Uh, Ricky Bobby sitting at six and three, sitting in the seventh seed right now for NFC. Like, I don't know. What are, what's your thoughts on him? Like, I feel like he's played really good, but he's all lost some winnable games. Like, where do you see him finishing? Yeah, it's interesting. I I think we all we both kind of expected him to you know, even take a little bit more of a step towards the top. Um, he just seemed to be on a, a rise, you know, at the end, really all of last year, he was constantly getting better and better. And I mean, it's, it's still early. Um, he, he does have some loss, losses that, I, I mean, none of the real losses that I'm seeing are against anyone that he shouldn't lose to. Uh, he's lost to BLD, which, you know, that's going to happen. Um, he's lost to GMAC, who's been just really yeah, we, good. We could talk about that next, too. Yeah, uh, uh, and then he lost to Wolvie. That's on the that, Hail, Mary. You know, that Hail Mary game. So he should be 7-2, and two, really. Yeah, I mean, taking away one play there, he's, you know, already in a much better position. And then what's where's the third loss? All right, wait, that was the three losses. Okay. Yeah, I mean, overall... Like he's beaten the guys he's supposed to, and he's had a pretty tough schedule. So I mean, to come out six and three after facing Wolvie, U, GMAC, Doe, and BLD in the first, you know, eight weeks—that's not bad. It's pretty solid. Um, going forward, he's got still some, you know, tough games ahead. He's got Melt in the Colts and BLD again, but. Not a whole lot. Panthers twice still, so that'll be interesting. I don't think they've played yet, um, unless they played in a different league together. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up against each other. But I still think he's going to be a consistent contender, uh, and he's still one of the better, you know, he's going to be a consistent top 10 guy. Um, yeah, he's just going to have to beat, you know, BLD again a couple times, really, and, and just, you know... Those heavy hitters are tough to beat, and mm-hmm. he's he's gonna he's just gonna have to you know work his game and and play the best he can. And uh, so so one quick question before we move on to the Dolphins and maybe wrap it up. Um, so right now, if you look at the NFC playoff race, if um, one to seven, we got Saints one, Seahawks two, Vikings three, Eagles four, Packers five, Rams six, and Bucks seven. Do you think that those seven teams are the seven playoff teams that we get? Or do you think anybody on the bubble, Panthers 5-5, five five, 49ers 4-6, and six, football team 4-5, and five, do you think any of them have a shot to make it? Or do you think the seven is pretty much locked up at this point? Or not locked up, but pretty much who do you think we'll see? Yeah, I mean, the seven's the only one that really has a chance this late. Um, 
and and seven being Ricky Bobby right here. I think those two Panthers games late will play into it, but uh, I just don't really see. I, I guess we can look at the Panthers schedule and so, see. The, the, new, the new guy's first game was against me, week nine. Um, who blew like a 18 point game versus me? So he should have won that. He blew out uh, the Cardinals 52 to 10. Not too surprising. Has Vic on the schedule this week? Don't think they played yet. Um, yeah, he's got four really tough opponents G Mac, BLD, and then Ricky Bobby those two times. Well, if he could beat Ricky Bobby those two times, he's got a yeah. chance, I think. Well, even then, he still has to probably win. I would say at least one of the against GMAC or BLD because I mean, beating him, I guess it gets him close to even, but then uh, it'll be close. I guess it really just depends on where they're at when they play. If, if they're within a game in week 16, then yeah, definitely it could happen. But um, yeah, I could, I, I could see him going. Let's see. One, two, three, three and one in the next four games that puts him at, Eight and six. Yeah, Ricky Bobby would have to be, you know, probably nine and five. I could see definitely those two things happening. Um, but yeah, two, two out of the last three being against Ricky Bobby, that's his best chance. He'd have to win both of those, uh, which I don't see happening. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and say that that's the final. Um, not necessarily locked in that order, but those are going to be the seven teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And then we can uh, wrap it up with this. I mean, we just, yeah, obviously we're not going to talk about everybody today, and you know, it's not nothing against you guys that we didn't talk about. Even like the top dogs, we didn't get to. But these are just kind of interesting, interesting storylines, and I'm sure we'll do like a playoff preview episode when we get there. Mm-hmm. But you guys will get your fill, and if you suck, then well, we're sorry, you suck. Get better. Um. <laughs> so Dolphins, uh, GMAC, Week One had an absolute shootout in my first ever game in Madden 22. Uh, nobody could play defense. I don't know how much stock you want to put into that game. <laughs> over, you know, 100 total points, over a thousand yards passing in that game. But since then, um, only loss to Jamal and the Colts, 38 to 22. He's beaten good teams like the Raiders, the Bucks, um, and the Jets. He's got. Yeah. He plays BLD week 16. Plays Irish week 17. Plays me week 18. Really, BLD is like the only like legit dog left on his schedule. You know, pretty easy. He's definitely gonna make playoffs. Probably gonna, definitely gonna win the division. Do you think that he's a legit Super Bowl contender, playoff contender? What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, AFC. He's definitely he's definitely up there. I mean, just looking at his point totals, he's put up like forty, like forty, not forty-seven or more, like. What six times? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times he's put up forty-seven or more, and that and one game was a sim, so it could have been probably would have been nine. I mean, nine times in eleven games. So I mean, the guy's obviously one of the better offensive players that we've seen uh, so far. I mean, and that's going to be a huge. And but his defense has been really good too, as far as points, you know, holding people. Uh, except for, you know, early on that, you know, week one game seems like he's kind of found his ground since then. He really has only allowed uh, not really any points since except to Danny, who's, you know, obviously really good offensively and I guess Chiz. Um, but, but other than that, like he's averaging like 
less than 20 or 21 for every other opponent. So, yeah, it seems like he's going to be a, a big impact player. Um, I could definitely see him making a deep run. And if I had to pick right now, I could, I would probably say Weasel versus GMAC in the in the AFC Championship if they don't play, um, you know, sooner in the playoffs. You mm. definitely see, it. and that'd be a really, really interesting matchup for sure. I, I think right now, I mean, I, I would probably pick JML over Weasel right now. Um, yeah, I, I think Weasel has the weaknesses. I mean, I was able to beat him. Um, I've seen him a lot, so I guess I yeah. Those, I don't, I don't all, know, but all three of those guys are are definitely gonna. Be I, I think Monkey out. definitely is a dog horse in there too, even though he's not in the playoff spot right now. But yeah, yeah, playoffs sure. If he gets, I mean, he should get there with Kyler being as dangerous as he is. I mean, the AFC is actually looking a lot better than anyone thought, and I, I those those four teams aren't you know. Guys, you can run over either for any of the NFC guys that end up winning and going to the Super Bowl. So, should actually end up being uh, a lot better than we thought with with JML and GMAC uh, coming out t- out strong and really looking like um, really top five, top top tier guys. Should definitely be interesting. The offensive explosion in this league so far has just been ridiculously insane. I every every week it seems like there's people putting up. 50, 60, multiple games. It's it's nuts. Just this Madden, you know, it's just that, you know, they like nerf like the user on defense and just like the coverages and stuff suck. It's just, yeah. It's hard. Like, it's very hard to do well, it. Well, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but according to Madden, I have the number one defense. Just saying. Uh, By what? By what? By uh, uh, yardage. Yardages. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at, um, I don't even know what this is. On data, it's like PPG on defense. I'm assuming it's that's like total yards. But it says Colts have the best. Yeah, that's points per game. But points, but but it doesn't make sense because it's 208. Oh, maybe that's total yards then. Yeah, but I, I think it says Colts has the best defense and the Raiders number two. Well, whatever metric this is. Yeah, I don't know if it's updated or not, but yeah, um, I'm just going based on what the game says. But anyway, it's definitely you know helped me. Yeah, it, it says you're a top five, so. Yeah, I'm up there, but uh, yeah, it's it's still very difficult uh, defense, and it it doesn't take much to get, and it really is like also just tur- if people start turning the ball over and a lot, it makes it really easy for offenses to start stacking up those points. Um, but yeah, and yeah, then, and the momentum episode. too. Like that's so. So what have you think? I mean, one last thing point is like, uh, like what do you think about the momentum and how that's affected games this year so far? Yeah, I guess. I mean, from my own experience, it definitely has some effect. Um, it definitely has affected me more negatively than positively that I know, but that's because I guess I don't really see what the other person, you know, is experiencing. So I don't really know how much it's affecting the opponent. But I don't think it's like too bad to where it it like destroys you know any chance you have at you know doing anything comeback related or winning. But it definitely is a lot different. But it could it, I feel like it. Some of them are like ridiculous, and then some of them are just like okay, this is a minor annoyance. So yeah, it's like, like it depends on the game because like obviously some of them like is a random every game besides like the home field thing. I think. Um, and some of them are kind of like useless sometimes. Um, like I, I forget what 
I had the other day, but I didn't really come into play. Um, but there are some cool ones, like the, you can't ice the kicker, um, you can't fumble. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, there's some cool oh, ones. Yeah, I, I had some cheesy ones. I had what my, yeah, my one was like, you can hot route faster, but like Brady already has that ability. So yeah. at this point, it was a kind of, you know, useless. Um, yeah, the, yeah home, the home field ones, I feel like are like either really, like there's a few that are like actually useful and then the rest are just like not really that useful. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's different. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, it's something. I, I don't yeah. hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it necessarily either. I just, uh, it, it does take some getting used to. I feel like, and the fact it is more like random is is kind of makes it so you can't really like exploit different parts. Like if you knew exactly what the guy, other guy was doing or what's happening, uh, then I guess you can probably tailor different parts of your game to that, which would make it, you know, more cheese and stuff for some people. So I hope that continues and maybe it'll, it'll help level out some of the, you know, I don't know, I guess just parity and make, make it a little harder on some people and make it easier for others. I don't know. So I guess we'll find out long term how it, how it feels. But yeah, right now I have no issues. Uh, I was just going to go look and uh, see if there's anything that stands out as far as team stats. Um, yeah, overall, I mean, Sarb is, yeah, really, really just dominating as far as yards. I mean, 541, the next best per, per game is 474. You, you got me looking. Um, so I remember, I think it was like two years ago, um, Bundy and Miles Garrett. Do you remember how many sacks he had in that one year? It was like something ridiculous. Like, it was like 40 or something. Right? So yeah. week 11. It's week 11 right now, right? This has been a thing. You're talking about and, how low the numbers are? Yes. It's been so a week th- 11. They, they nerfed it last Madden, too, or yeah. at the end of last Madden. Yeah, and th- th- this is worse than last Madden by yeah. far. So number one is Derek Ward on a CPU team. And Atlanta has 11. Like 11. But if you want to go first yeah. for um, person is tied for Willie Gay on San Francisco and Ed Oliver on the Saints. But nine sacks. It's week 11. And yeah. they only got nine sacks. But, that is a big problem. That's a big part of why the, the defense offense, yeah. is so difficult. Like before, you were able to kind of, you know, do a lot with the sacks and that would affect the game a lot. And the D line play would, you have, you know, a top tier D line, you would, you'd be able to dominate games. Now it's like, even if you have good D linemen, it's like 50 50 if you're even going to like pressure the quarterback, let alone mm-hmm. actually hit him and sack him. Um, which, you know, it's, it's good and bad. Like if, I hope that it's, you know, most people are seeing that it's based on the like actual overalls and attributes, which I don't know that it is yet. I, I think it's still kind of pretty nerfed on defense to where like it doesn't matter as much. But the offensive line play, at least in the run game for me, feels a lot better. That's that's definitely one thing. You know, I feel like guys are actually blocking based on their assignments and stuff, which, you know, it's definitely better than it was. But yeah, defensive defensively, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see, you know, the the numbers yeah alone. The, but the interception numbers are still crazy high, which is you know mm-hmm. the, I think there's the highest. I think there's more. It's ridiculous that the league leader in interceptions is more than the league leader in sacks right now. Like yeah. I think I think it's <laughs> yeah. thirteen. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a corner. Eli it's not Apple. even. It's not mm-hmm. even a yeah. It's not even a user like. 
you know, so I can, I, yeah, like the users, I understand, but it's just like, I mean, is it just all luck? Like, how, how, and it's, it, like I think it's a rookie too. It's Farley, right? Yeah, no, Eli Apple on, uh, or he's on the Chiefs oh, now. Eli Apple. It's temporary and, on data leagues, but it says Kansas City. Let me look at his game log, I guess. I think Farley has like 11, and I think there's a bunch of other yeah, corners. He's, he, he had uh, Eli Apple, league leader in interceptions. Week 11, two interceptions. Week 10, one. Week 9, two. Week 8, two. Uh, he's on week the Saints, right? It, it, it says in real life or in Madden. In, in, no. It says he's on the Chiefs, I believe. Oh, okay. I didn't um, know. Yeah, it, that league stat page says Tampa Bay. Um, maybe that was the trade for Kyler, I think. Hmm, I, I don't remember. Look at that chart quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it says Chiefs. So Monkey has him, number one corner. So Monkey must have some cheese figured out there. Maybe he's using using him in the slot. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because he's I mean, only it, star, it, doesn't have ability. It's, it's useless to use her at a linebacker basically right now. I mean, yeah, unless you I have mean, like maybe, maybe I'll try that's ninety plus speed. Yeah, that, that, that might be the go-to now. I mean, I know some people are using D line too. Like, yeah, that works in some situations. Yeah, it's the only way you can actually use like you know your abilities, I guess, for a lot of the D linemen. So like they're pretty much useless if you don't use them. But yeah, all right, we got a little off track with just game gameplay talk. But yeah, all right. Well, it's been a pretty fun start to the season. Looking forward to the second half. Should be interesting come playoff time. Now we got an extra game, 17, you know, games. So it's the first time we've had that. It'll be fun to see how that plays into it. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts? Oh, I think we had a good discussion today, and I hope you guys enjoy. And hopefully we'll see you guys not too long for a playoff preview or something like that and uh good luck to everybody and it's almost time for the playoffs just a couple real life weeks maybe like two i think two or three real life weeks we'll be there. we'll be there yeah all right you heard it we'll see you guys later peace out